Good evening, everyone, and welcome to High Spirits. I'm Jay Seidman, and with me, as always, is my best pal, Noelle Schmidt. That's right. And together we host a show called High Spirits, in which we drink alcohol and talk about ghosts. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Uh, (laughs) Hello, hello, my darling. Hello. What a beautiful mask you have on. Thank you, and you. Thank you so much. Uh, we are coming to you live from a bunker in which we are actually together. For the Ta-da. We are socially dis- distancing mm-hmm. in the ghost bunker. Uh, distancing, of course, because we don't want to become ghosts. No, absolutely not. Nor do we want other people to become ghosts. We we believe in the cause of mask wearing mm-hmm. and social distancing and uh, stopping the spread of COVID. Yeah, wash your hands, motherfuckers. Seriously. And guess what? Hand sanitizer is back. So you can purchase it from your local uh, well, Walgreens. Well, I thought you were talking about like as a trend. Like it's back. <laughs> it is I'm back. Like, where did it go? <laughs> you mean it's back on the shelves? It's back on the shelves. Yeah. So go get you some. Go get you a shower in that shit. Dude. Yeah. I was at Costco not too long ago and they had like gallons of it. Like yeah, they did. jugs. It was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Toilet paper, I think you can now find again as yeah. well, I, I hear. I don't need the stuff, but. You don't. You have a bidet? <laughs> I don't. I'm just. Oh, well. I don't like to talk about toilet things. Yeah. And I opened that door for some reason. Yeah. And it sounds like from whatever strange thing you've got going on, you don't do it the same way. <laughs> I, in fact, need toilet paper. I don't care to speak about it. Yes. Same. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Okay. Hey, everybody. <laughs> well, we are coming live to you from the ghost studio. I and drinking Coors Light. What? Yeah, from the mountain of Coors, from the beautiful state of Coors, Illinois. <laughs> I don't think that's where it comes from, but cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, Coors Light. It's, uh, it's yellow water. It is. And, and you know what? Now that we are in uh, person, I can see that the mountains on your can are indeed blue. 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 That means it's, drink- it's time to drink it. <laughs> yeah. It's it cold. It's drinkable. Uh, Miss Noel, what is that beautiful little grapey thing you have in front of you? It's, um, that's a grape, but I'm also drinking wine <laughs> from grapes. Whoa. Uh, snacking on grapes. You know, this is, uh, Uno Malbec, and it's got this really cool one, the number, on yeah. the label. That is the label, but it's, um, not embossed, but it's like a piece of metal that they, like, soldered onto here. That's beautiful. It's really cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Uno Malbec. Yeah, I love Malbec. Me too. This is like, I just took a sip and it's really good. Uh, It's received 90 points from wine enthusiasts, whatever that means. They're so liberal with their point system, though. I don't know what it means. It's like on a scale from like 80 to 6,000. So 90 may not be that good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like it. Yeah. Uno. Have one. Uno. Less than dose. Yeah. Uh, Now... Hey, y'all. We are so happy to be back with you. You know how uh, important you are to Mm -hmm. us, and we know how uh, minimally um, interesting (laughs) we are to you. So uh, without further ado, we're going to get right into our uh, topic. We are. We are. But I think we do. We have a movie moment that we we need to share, because I think this is something that you and I both agree on. um, And we need to. I want to spread the word of it. I've been wanting to talk about this movie for a long time. And you and I just talked about it. Oh, it's ready or not. Ready or not. It's awesome. Holy crap. Yeah. What what a movie. What a great movie. What about that Samara Weaving? She's great. I love her. I just saw The Babysitter. And 
Uh, I thought it was fine. <laughs> it's violent. Oh, no. that Yeah. No, no. I actually really, really liked it. The plot is um, not great. It's fine. It's not its fault. They they dive right in, though, sure. which is what I like about like, that movie. Like three minutes in, I'm like, what? <laughs> the log line says it's a cult, which... It, yes. If they don't act like it. It's they need they needed like a little bit of uh, they needed to lean in a little bit more to their plot. I I would agree. Other than that, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was funny. I thought it was cool. I thought mm-hmm. they did a good job with like the sort of like comedic titles. A little bit of the comic book Scott Pilgrim actiony. Titles. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was awesome, except for just like who these. Yeah, they kind of came out of no, there was no like real exposition or yeah, why, why yeah. are they all in a cult and why are they all willing to die right the spoiler alert <laughs> you need some back you like some backstory i, like I um yeah when i saw it a couple years ago i think because i hadn't seen a, a horror movie like that in a while it was refreshing but ready or not like ready it's not, just yep. solid and so just from start to finish just a really really awesome movie you can watch it on hbo i believe uh, check it out. Um, okay, now, now, I just really wanted to get that out there. There's yeah. a lot of things I've been watching lately, but I loved that movie so Me much. Me too. I love the Ryan Murphy. I love mm-hmm. uh, Splatter. I yeah. love comedy horror. Mm-hmm. Into it in all the ways. Well, I've got a lot more comedy horror for you now that you uh, have opened your eyes to that world. So we'll talk about that later. For those of you who uh, need an easier explanation of Ready or Not, it's a... Uh, uh, rich people get out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a, there's another movie like that too. Um, I can't remember what it's called. And I'm sorry. I even brought this up. Nixon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's frost Nixon. <laughs> I was, uh, Joan <laughs> Allen from the Anthony Hopkins. Nixon was a great Pat Nixon. <laughs> Did I go too far? Uh, no, I don't think I actually have seen that movie, but I love Joan Allen. The Joan Allen? You've never seen her portray Pat Nixon? <laughs> no, but no, but you're really selling it. Oh God, Pat. I think you need a drink. <laughs> when, Pat, Pat Nixon was a, uh, uh, she was a drinker. Was she? A boozer. So do you think she and Betty Ford? Did Betty Ford? Bo- do I think they party darty? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they partied. They had to, right? Sure. Um, th- I think that they're, they'd probably be put in the top 10 sexiest of yeah. first wives, right? Yeah. I mean, they probably did rails with, uh, Lady Bird. <laughs> <laughs> the seventies were weird, man. I mean, you know why they called her Lady Bird. I don't. I don't. Me. I was like, why? <laughs> um, is that, that like, this is going to make me sound super dumb. Is that her Christian name? No, I don't. It's think not. So. That's a nickname. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what her real name is. I just it, it, well, and again, this is going to make me also sound really dumb. But the only reason I knew her name was Lady Bird was because of um, the dog Hank Hill's dog in King of the Hill is named after her. Oh. His dog is named Lady Bird. Oh. I mean, I think I knew like from sure. history when I was growing up, but that show As reminded you me. Your uh, topic. I will look up. Please, her name. Please do, and I think you know the dog is going to tie in nicely because today we're going to talk about werewolves oh. or werewolves. Werewolves. Where? Claudia. Her name is Claudia. Claudia. Good old Claude. You know, I've never heard that before. I'd never heard that either. <laughs> Claudia. I prefer Ladybird. Ladybird's so lo- It's so lovely. Yeah. All right. 
Claudia. There's a bunch of she did. She uh, planted all the blue blo- blue bonnets in um, in Texas. Fun all fact. of them? Well, not all of them. So what happened is she planted blue bonnets along the highways in uh, parts of Texas. I think in Austin specifically because of the capital and um, the the seedlings or like the the pollen like kind of moved around and so that's why there's so many blue bonnets that's beautiful and i yeah. love blue bonnets they're gorgeous uh-huh. and it's and really Andy harris has a song called gold uh gulf coast highway that yes. references blue bonnets yes i'm sorry if i'm getting this story wrong but yeah that's that's what i i believe is why they're so like prevalent huh. there especially like in austin so you can be driving down the highway during what I, it's beautiful like when they blossom they're everywhere it's awesome so that's her legacy, which I think is pretty cool. And it was all an attempt to beautify the highway system. Yeah. Better than being a boozy shit wagon like Pat Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Pat. Where'd that land you? Um, uh, Joan Allen played her, so. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I mean, my goodness. Okay. Werewolf. Werewolf. That's my one of my favorite bits from Young Frankenstein. Werewolf. 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 <laughs> Such a good bit. Um, you mean upright canines, huh? Yeah, don't worry. We'll get there. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. All right. Uh, so w- werewolves have been around for a very long time. And I actually, uh, I'm, we're going to go through some history, but I'm, I'm not going to cover all of it because it's, there's, it's so extensive. I really want to actually get into modern day stuff and uh, have a kind of a conversation about classism and racism as it ties to werewolves so this we may be stretching a little bit outside of our norm for usual but i think it's a really important conversation to have um also uh over the pandemic i watched all of the twilight so ama i know which (laughs) is why i'm really happy hashtag team jacob which is something i never thought i would ever say but now i know what it means and that's where i am and i don't which is why i'm so glad that you're here because I'm going to have some questions about Twilight sure. coming up uh, because uh, I'm, I'm just going to jump ahead a little bit. I didn't scour to the end of the internet, but I dug in pretty deep okay. looking for uh, some kind of like web discussion about um, the racial overtones and classism with the monster world and how werewolves are often kind of like uh, the lower class citizens. Mm-hmm. And I think in Twilight that's, Kind of the case. I never got past when he sparkled, so I don't know what happens. Uh, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's intentionally the case. However, I will say intentionally that uh, Jacob and his family are Native Americans. Okay, and the land that they run, uh, because of sacred ritual, etc., they don't allow vampires on their native land. Got it. Okay, so. I don't know how historic that is. I mean, it is just Twilight. But uh, an interesting thing to think that, um, yeah, it's almost like a Native American reservation. And the werewolf lore is very alive and well with the Native American world. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, But what was interesting was that I had a really hard time finding anything about this. And... um, because racism is a, a very um, prevalent, or it's a common topic in 
uh, horror movies. It's mm-hmm. um, there's the the saf- sacrificial Negro, basically, who like the the black person has to die in order for the white person to survive, and that's a strong through line for a very long time. And like Jordan Peele's been doing an excellent job of kind of like bringing that back up. I don't know if you happen to watch Lovecraft Country yet. Not yet. So good. So good. I strongly recommend watching it. Um, but it's very in your face. And I actually, cause I am a huge Lovecraft fan. Um, <laughs> after I watched the show, like sat up and read a lot about him and didn't realize like, what a racist he was. Yeah, he's pretty terrible. And uh, that was very upsetting to hear. But they make a point of saying in the beginning of the show, like one of the characters makes a comment about, you can appreciate the fiction. You don't have to like the man. Uh-huh. Uh, which is a nice sentiment. It's still kind of hard, I think, as a fan to hear that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I mean, like for, for our modern ears, it's very hard to separate yeah. the person. Um, it is kind of like saying Woody Allen made good films after all, or right. Roman Polanski is a, yeah, is an excellent filmmaker Uh, and yeah, it's, but I mean, with some distance, I mean, I think that's why a lot of people were able to forget about H.P. Lovecraft and Mm -hmm. what, what he was, what his mindset was because the horror stories remain right. And his, uh, contemporaneous, let's say timeline doesn't. So Mm -hmm. you, you, it's, it's much easier to separate the man from the story. Sure. Um, you know, in so much as people separate Edgar Allan Poe from his work or Shakespeare from his work, I mean, it, you don't necessarily have to answer a lot of questions about right. mindset. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing that kind of helps is knowing that Lovecraft was never famous until uh, posthumous. I've never, I'm not going to say this right. Posthumously? Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, he wasn't really discovered until, or his stories weren't really a big deal. Like he had written for that, um, he had written for that magazine, similar to like um, L. Ron Hubbard. Actually, they kind L. of L. Ron had. Hubbard is pretty famous. He was famous, but I'm saying similar where they had the similar beginnings. Oh, no, where no, I was fucking they right. both wrote monster stories. I was like, you might know L. Ron Hubbard from my religion. <laughs> what what would that be? Scientology. Ah, oh man, the Nexium. Pod, you guys, so many things are happening. Yeah. The Nexium uh, documentary is coming out next week. Oh, I'm kidding. Uh, Scientology is not my religion; it is just an interest. <laughs> <laughs> I think how you how you discern is how much money you put right back into your religion. Yeah, that's yeah. a nice way of putting it. Thanks. Uh, if you don't know what Nexium is, check it out. Sure. Also, there, get a tattoo. Don't yeah. On your thigh. Don't get a brand. Get a tattoo. Oh, no, <laughs> they were branded. branded. Yeah, they were yeah, there is um, a great podcast called Uncover, which is done by the CBC, and I think their sixth season, they uh, covered Nexium, and it's pretty uh, pretty interesting. Uh, it's si- similar to Scientology, where it's a lot of self-help stuff. So anyway, let's go back to werewolves. Though. Werewolves. Talk about self-help. Yeah. All right. So uh, the word werewolf comes from the old English word werewolf, which... <laughs> You're welcome. Where meaning man and wolf meaning wolf. Great. Cool. Uh, lycanthropy refers to uh, the ability to transform oneself into a wolf and the, or the act of doing so. So uh, you'll, like in the movie uh, series Underworld, they're referred to as lycanthropes instead of werewolves. And you'll hear that they're kind of interchangeable. So lycanthropy is actually the act of transitioning into one. Um, so now, you know, I do. 
So the thing about werewolves is that werewolves can be tracked back um, to ancient Greece. Like they're probably one of the oldest monsters. Yeah. So um, Herodotus in his histories wrote of um, that the Nuri, which is a tribe he places to the northeast of Scythia, were all transformed into wolves once every year for several days and then changed back into their human shape. Uh, this tale was also mentioned by Pomponius Mela. Um, there is um, another story uh, about that Pliny the Elder and um, <clears throat> Pausanias told that if uh, if these beasts or these humans who had transformed would abstain from eating human flesh, they would be returned to human form in nine years. If not, they will remain wolves forever, which <laughs> is time, time moved differently then. so cruel. Yeah. Like, so you have to starve yourself. Yeah. Um, it's basically like in Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Angel just eating rats. Yeah. Or uh, True Blood. Or True Blood, too. Same thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, nine years, though, you have to wait. Forget it. Just I be a wolf, thing, man. I think the thing, though, that I find interesting in both werewolf lore and vampire lore is the amount of abstinence. Yes. Like you can be, this is where the humanity goes into the story, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can be a total animal. You can be a murderous, let's say villain. Yeah. Um, but you can get better. That's always the mythology. You can get better. Some human can save you. Right. Et cetera. And the thing that, the through line is always there is abstinence. You have to deprive yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to go against your animal instincts. So what I want to posit there is regardless of whether it's true or not, it does speak to the human condition of taming your inner animal. Well, and one thing I would argue, taming your sexuality, taming your appetite, taming right. your lust. And I would argue, I'm so glad we're having this conversation because I love this. <laughs> Do you want me to bring up my diagrams and show you? <laughs> Please. Um, <laughs> This is going to be a really long one, you guys. Uh, One thing uh, I think that separates them, though, is that with um, the werewolf phenomenon is that you get to go back to being your human form where vampire is dead. Like you have died. And depending on what lore you subscribe to, but the majority of them says your soul is gone. Mm -hmm. So you're actually like this beast or demon or whatever it is. And so um, a lot of times like... There's the Anne Rice, the interview with a vampire type thing, the Brad Pitt character who struggles with his humanity because he hasn't completely, like, gone over. There's the lore of, like, you have to, um, the Lost Boys idea where you have to, like, drink the human. I love the human- Lost Boys. I fucking love yeah. Lost Boys. Damn it, that's a good movie. Yeah. Um, Queeper. So good. <laughs> Let's, uh, uh- Kiefer Sutherland and Jason... Um, Jason Patrick. Yeah. And... Uh, That's when they were fighting over the uh, Julia. Not the Julia. Uh, what was her name? No, she, was, she wasn't in it, but the, those two men. Oh, in real life. They had that little love triangle. Oh, I didn't know that. Over the Roberts. Yes, yes. that's right. Um, Diane Weiss is in it. The Corys are is in it. Corys? It's an excellent movie. And Who is that chick? Uh, what is her Jamie name? Jamie something. Yes. Jamie Gar. No. Is it? Yeah. Yes. Are you thinking Terry Gar? Jamie Gertz? Gert. Jamie Gertz. Yes. I was thinking Terry Gar. You're right. Yeah. We'll get Young Frankenstein, <laughs> Terry Gar. Uh, 
Uh, also, prob- the Corys. Yeah. Um, probably one of the best villains ever. Like, yeah. spoiler alert. If you haven't watched The Lost Boys, stop everything you're doing right now. Watch it. Come back to and us. And then when they kill that little weirdo from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. He's, <laughs> yeah. like, really gory. That's the best. I just watched a, a documentary with him uh, talking about horror movies. And it's, like, this is his one horror movie. And somehow he has, like, all this clout, which is really amazing. And I'm like, you're Bill. You get, you get a death scene like that. And his death scene was awesome. And it's he like actually- the Johnny Depp death scene from uh, Nightmare. Yes. He, uh, he... He talked about his death scene too, and how awkward it was, yeah, and how like the smelly the room was because yeah, um, it was pretty cool to hear. Uh, he he like he talked about like how these kids were like, um, he called them kids because they were they were like kicking dirt in his eyes, and he was like it was really actually happening to me, yeah. and he's like so those screams are real. <laughs> That's funny, which is pretty funny. Uh, new Bill and Ted coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, okay. So, um, here is another reference from ancient Greece, uh, which was written in 8060 by Gaius Petronius Arbiter. Um, one of his characters. Spell from Harry Potter. Yes. Gaius Petronius Arbiter. Now I'm a deer. (laughs) Oh man. That's the worst one to be. You're going to get diseased and be haunted. Ticks. Ticks, so many ticks. So many ticks. Um, what's there? There's that like zombie deer disease. Um, um what? Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> keep going. We'll never get out of this. But what? all right, we'll talk about I that. Just wrote it into my phone later. Um, one of his characters, Niceros, Nikaros, tells a story at a banquet about a friend who turned into a wolf. He described the incident as, when I look for my buddy, I see he'd stripped and piled his clothes by the roadside. Girl, I've told so many stories about my friend Melissa like this. You know this person. Yeah. Yeah. He peed, but did she do this? He peed in a circle around so his far, clothes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, just like that, turns into a wolf. Check. <laughs> After he turned into a wolf, he started howling and then ran off into the woods. Did it say anything about throwing up on my couch? Because that's... <laughs> uh, let me check. Reading check. my mind. No, because this was 8060. So all no the... Couches. No couches. Um, what I love about this story is that this it's is... so relatable. Number one, so relatable to any of yeah. your friends um, tripping on shrooms and... Sure. <laughs> what, or whatever. Um, so, but it's also like that this is 80, 60. So this is a very long time ago. And yet we still see these stories in, um, movies and literature today where it's like, they know they're changing. They put their clothes down, they yeah, turn, yeah, like they so howl, actually, and then they run into 80, the woods. 60 or is it 80, 60? AD 60. Oh, I thought you were saying 8060 like BC and I'm like that's really long. No, time. no, 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 no. So it's it's after. Sorry, I didn't mean to like no. talk you on that, but I was like I don't think the Greek. Anyway, keep Yeah. Going. But still, that's like over 2000 years ago. Like this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And or not quite, but I'm doing sure. bad math. They're teen wolf in their clothes. But my favorite part is that there's always they're always yeah. near the woods. Very conscientious. And but then they're always near the woods and like off they go into Do the woods. You got me into Hemlock Grove. Yeah, and then it's like disgusting. It's so disgusting. It was really good, and then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think I got past the third season. I don't know if I even finished the third season. On the medieval times. <laughs> blue night, blue night. <laughs> As you can imagine, werewolves were a big deal in sure. medieval times. <laughs> Why stop it, witches? Let's go. Well, we're going to get there. Oh, good. Um, they were so big of a deal. You go, you go down uh, Werewolf Avenue and, of course, you have to hit uh, Witches Boulevard. Which, yeah. <laughs> You'll know it by the Sunoco on the street. <laughs> also yes, called... $2.30. Also known as Diagon Alley. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, JK, get it together. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, she's turfing. She's... Yeah, it's, it's rough. Uh, okay, so they were so much a part of medieval times that they were mentioned in Green Knight, Green Knight. Stop saying medieval times because I don't have to keep doing shit like this. <laughs> what is the line from Cable Guy? <laughs> the Blue Knight sucks, the Red Knight rules! <laughs> down, down, down. And then he sings the song, Red Knight's going down. I don't know it well enough. All I can think of is the Falconeer. I love and Anne, Bo- Anne Boleyn. And if ever I, I, I were to have a second act, I will be a falconer, probably at medieval times. I went to college with uh, the guy who me. is the MC now, and I also used to work with the falconer's son or stepson. And then the falconer became the king, and I was like, "Please tell me." Also, the falconer became a king. Yeah, sounds like it should be like a famous quote from something. <laughs> like, is that from Ivanhoe? But- <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a turning point in a in a novel I was supposed to read when I was thirteen. Yeah, right. The Falconer became the king. <laughs> but it's like I was like, please tell me he was able to like retain his falconing duties so oh, he could be no. the Falcon yeah, you King. Have to, you have to shoo all of that. Why don't you want to be the Falcon King? Well, you want to be, but you have to you have to focus. But how cool are falconers? Because you basically Amazing. just stick your arm out and a bird lands on it. <laughs> you take an oven mitt. Yeah. <laughs> a metal fucking oven mitt, and you ask birds to land on it. And you're like, and then when they Falcon. land, you give them a rat. It's gross and beautiful. The circle, circle of life. Of life. <laughs> circle of life, man. And it moves us all. I haven't even gotten halfway down my page. Shit. <laughs> this is going well. This Guys, is- this is going to be like North and South, the miniseries. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. That was. Swazay you went there. Yeah, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. Remember that. I'm going to reference everybody to death. It's been a while, High Spirits. I'm just going to fucking come at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, please join us for the next four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for variables. We've got a lot to say. Okay, medieval times. So, I don't know, I can't yeah, stop saying it. it. So, werewolves were mentioned in medieval law codes, such as that the king of nut, <laughs> it's, it's spelled C-nut. Okay. Knut. I don't know. Knut, who's eclas- Why can't I, now I can't talk. Ecclesiastical ordinances. Okay. Inform us that the codes aim to ensure that the malady, or I'm sorry, the madly audacious werewolf do not too widely devastate nor bite too many of the spiritual flock. Oh. So. So they're like, you're here, but like, be cool. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. That's some legislation. <laughs> it ain't like, we don't know. It's like, we see you. Bite less. Yes. Devastate less. It's, I mean, it's essentially like if. Your state constitution. Uh-huh. I'm listening. 
basically said, hey, upright canines, we know that 29 days out of the year or the month, you're cool. But that one day, we're going to need you to just put yourself in a cage. And that that was in our state constitution. And we all just kind of were like, yeah, that happens. Mm -hmm. That's what this was, (laughs) which is crazy. Um, But I guess not. Whatever. So, um, yeah, they were pretty dumb in medieval times. They they kind of were like so. Uh, the works of Augustine of Hippo. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that right. <laughs> He's my favorite. Of He's Augustine. so hungry. Um, <laughs> he was, had a very large influence on. <laughs> you always stop in the wrong place. And it's funny because you're doing it with, like, the mindset of a verge. But you just went like this. He had a very large <laughs> disposition. Because I, I was reading ahead to make sure I wanted to, like, get this right. I know. I know. I just have to call that because it's so adorable that you never know when, like, I'm about to call you a perv because you're not a perv. <laughs> I never know when I'm doing it. You just pause at the best time. I know. Okay. So, so he had a very large what? He had a very large influence oh. on the development of Western Christianity. Um, and, and he was pretty popular. Like he was widely read, um, chicks dug him. like mostly like church men were into him. <laughs> okay. Ecclesiastical type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Folk. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, so, but they often discussed werewolves in his works and in like the other men that he As was working. So such examples would be. Beatitudes plus werewolves. Gerald, Gerald of Wales wrote. Werewolves of Ossery. <laughs> and um, in Gervais of Tilbury's Atia Imperiala. Wait, what? A, no, that I, sorry, I took a bad note there. I don't know what that is. Anyway, they talked about werewolves a lot. Um, it's like dudes. Most people. Dudes love werewolves. They do. And yeah. I think there's also something. Very, I mean, a lot of this stuff is a big sexual innuendo. Like, sure. vampires are super sexy. Werewolves, it's all about transforming into this beast and attacking women. Because the belief at this time was that um, only men turned into werewolves. Women, if they did transform, would transform into cats or snakes. Ooh. And the snake is clearly, like, a Christian reference to... Um, the Garden of Eden and the snake who tempted Adam and Eve. So, you know, that's the women as snakes reference. We, we've talked about it. We get it. We know what it is. This was widespread throughout Europe. So, and mostly, of course, in with the Germans. Um, and um, <laughs> Germany, like, held on to this for way too long. Not, not them. Yeah, they, like, really, like... I, they might still, like in parts of small towns, might still have some beliefs, but we'll get to that later. In But the Germanic pagan traditions also um, associated wolf men. Wait. There were a lot of Germanic pagan traditions that um, the wolf men were part of, or um, the one that persisted the longest was during. Uh, no. But you will see a lot of wolf pelts and things like that at Oktoberfest. That's true. Um, no, for one one of the pagan traditions that pres- I'm sorry, one of the groups was the Scandinavian Viking uh, Vikings. What is happening to me? Harold, Harold the First, 
of Norway was known to have the body of, are you ready for this? Yeah, are you ready for me to I pronounce am. a Scandinavian word? The body of Ulf Hednar. That's terrible. Is that, he's like a Hemsworth? Ulf Hednar. Ulf Hednar. Ulf Hednar. Wolf-coated men oh. is what it translates to. Uh, there's a lot of Scandinavian words here that I can't pronounce because it's when the letters push together. <laughs> sure, just go ahead and <laughs> just shift into Swedish chef and do your best. So you can read about this in Vatsnadula Saga <laughs> and Harald Skvdoi. Wow. I'm very sorry. We have Scandinavian listeners, and I'm so sorry. Oh, man. I'm going to just skip over this. So <laughs> these sorry. guys. I'm, I'm laughing is out of friendship. Please I know. say the words. It's funny. <laughs> it's really bad. I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. Um, I love that part of the world so much. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Noelle and I are the going best. Um, to Denmark when the pandemic is finished. Get ready. We're coming. We're coming. The Ulf, Ulf Hednar were fighters similar to the Berserkers. Um, and they I just referenced the Berserkers the you, you did, actually. That's fucking wild. Yeah, they were similar to them, but they dressed in wolf hides. Ah. Um, and uh, they were reputed to channel the spirit of animals to enhance uh, effectiveness in battle. So, and it, that's actually pretty similar to a lot of what uh, Native Americans did as well. Like, it was to channel the spirit of these animals, um, to make them stronger. It wasn't always for battle for Native Americans, too. There was a lot of, like, the spirit that enhanced mind and body and soul. And so, um, it's it's interesting, like, how these they parallel. Uh, these warriors were resistant to pain and killed viciously in battle, much like wild animals. Um, so the berserkers and the Ulfhidnar, uh, were all often closely associated to the Norse god of Odin, if that helps people. Helps me. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. I'm going to kind of, there's a lot of history here that I'm going to kind of zip through. Um, back to, back to modern Europe. Uh, the Germanic wolf, which became associated with the witchcraft panic from around 1400. Ooh, one um, so around 1400, it became the Germanic werewolf became um, associated with witchcraft where on the Slavic side of it, the Slavic werewolf, which is more of like your Transylvania werewolf uh, became more associated <laughs> I with love that you just said that the and, vampire. Like, with the precision like a smile on your face. I'm like, they're different, but the same. It was amazing. What is that song? Transylvania Station. What is it? Six, five. What is it? Trans. Never mind. There was a movie called that, yeah. Oh, there's a movie that too, but there's a song. There's an old song. There is a movie. That, that's terrible. Uh, so they're different. Um, so they were more associated with vampires. So, uh, and you can see... Both of them are written about in their literature during this time. What am I getting to here? I don't know. (laughs) 16th century France. uh, Numerous reports of wolf wolf attacks. um, And there were 
consequent court trials. So we're starting to get into the uh, witch trials and now they're trying people for being werewolves as well. They were accused of um, murder and cannibalism. Um, but in court, they never associated them with being actual wolves. So that was how they kind of got away with trying them under the law. Um, Certain gravitas of the law that you can't really like cross that line that you can in terms of like yeah folk telling right i right. mean even with the salem witch trials there's a certain there's a certain limit they they navigate around the law and they find creative ways yeah. and creative like ways of saying that you know they were they were often like the witches were tried for um adultering or you know things like that or having child a child outside of marriage or wedlock you know uh, they found ways, but basically were like, you're a slut equals you're a witch. Yeah. Yeah. Character assassination. Yeah. You know, and what's so nice is we don't do that at all <laughs> anymore. And it's really about the crime that you did or did not commit. Not That's about true. the character. That, yeah, I'm so glad we've gotten over that. Right? Well, good for us. We've really, really grown as a people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, like I said, in the witch trials where Wolverine was um, a common accusation, it was featured... Um, for the first time of note in the Velas Vel- trial in the 15th century, I'm looking at you like maybe you know how to pronounce that. Uh, around 1650, the belief in lycanthropy, like, like, uh, like I'm this werewolvery. <laughs> I'm like a werewolvery. I've like had half a glass of wine and I can't speak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it began to kind of fight, fade away, mostly in french-speaking europe but like i said before um in the holy roman empire which uh was a lot of germany and um the northern middle east area you know what i'm talking about i'm bad really bad at geography the holy roman yeah, empire yeah, <laughs> it just reminded me of that old very very old by fire siren life thing the Holy Roman Empire. Was it holy? Was it Roman? It wasn't an empire. Discuss. <laughs> oh, that was one of my favorite yeah. Linda, Linda Richmond jokes. So good. Coffee talk. Yeah. Peanut. Neither pea nor a nut. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, during that time, it still kind of hung around for a while. There were nine liter- literary books or works printed in Germany between the years of 1649 and 1679. Uh, beliefs in Austria and in the Bavarian Alps continued well into the 18th century. So, yeah. One, one very famous story is uh, about the man, a man by the name of Peter Stube, or <laughs> I'll talk German all day, all the other ones. Yeah, I'm like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, finally. Finally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, sometimes known as Peter Stump, okay. <laughs> um, was a German farmer and alleged serial killer and cannibal, and he was executed in 1589. He was known as the Werewolf of Bedburg. Bedburg. Um, his the the Stump might be possibly due to his left hand being cut off and only having <laughs> a stump. So his not, last name, not, not like particularly a last name, more of like a shitty nickname. Yeah. So his real hey, last name Stump? is probably Stube. Stump. Not Stump. Hey Stump. Uh, 
So So he probably serial kills because people made fun of him. So here's what here's what you should all learn from this. Yeah. German is actually not that hard to learn because it sounds a lot like English. Stump. Mm. Mm, you're welcome. I still can't speak it to save my life. Anyway, uh the uh, another thing, another fun fact was that sure. the uh, alleged were all those facts fun? <laughs> Poor Peter. Uh, actually, Peter I don't know. If I actually, a killer? Poor him. I don't know if Peter's a good guy or not. He's I'm, a terrible guy. I don't think he's a good guy at all. No. Uh, Listen, if the scuttlebutt around town is your serial killer, uh, even if that is not the case, you ain't good. That's fair. That's fair. Well, so but I was like, Noel's awesome. And someone's like, you know, everyone says she's a serial killer. I wouldn't be like, how dare you? I'd be like, interesting. She just got. Messed up with the wrong crowd, that's all. Nope. <laughs> she just made some bad it's choices. It's not like larceny. It's a really a decision to kill people and eat them. Larceny. <laughs> Grand theft and larceny. Uh, you know, I would be... It, it depends. Like, larceny is you such a... You would be a, a larcenist? Well, it's a, sexy, it's a sexy crime in the way that I... Like, larceny goes along with, like, high, high theft. Okay. Right? <laughs> I like you like, I'd never be a prostitute, but a call girl. Okay. <laughs> That's sex worker to you. Okay. <laughs> Peter Stubb. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, and then the alleged werewolf also had its left paw cut off. So. Sure. Old sh- Stumpy. Uh, he <laughs> old Stump Stumps is a human <laughs> and a dog. Stumps. Uh <laughs> Peter was a, he was a wealthy farmer in a rural community of Bedburg, which is a, a small town near Cologne. Okay. Um, he was a widower with two children. After being accused of uh, these murders, he was stretched on a rack until he confessed to pla- practicing black magic since he was 12 years old. Well, that was coarse. So <laughs> there's that part. Yeah. Um, he claimed that the devil had given him a magical belt or girdle, which enabled him. <laughs> what? A magical belted girdle? A magical belt or girdle. And he bragged? Well, he was being stretched on the That's rack. That's kind of shit that you leave to yourself. He... <laughs> I mean, he was being stretched. No, then don't call it bragging. Just be like, he yelled out in pain. I have and girdle. then the devil gave me a magic yeah. belt or girdle. When I'm bragging, I feel like confident and <laughs> okay. When I'm being stretched on a rag, I'm like, ah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, what the what the belt or girdle did was enable him to metamorphose into the likeness of a greedy, devouring wolf, strong and mighty. This Oh, I'm sorry. This is a direct quote. The likeness of a greedy, devouring wolf, strong and mighty, with eyes great and large, which in the night sparkled like fire. Who's sparkling? Um, AMA. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> a mouth great and wide, with most sharp Carly and cru- Simon. <laughs> You're so vain. With most sharp and cruel teeth, a huge body... And mighty paws. Removing the belt, Peter said, made him transform back into his human form. No such belt was ever found after his arrest. Dun, dun, dun. He was accused of, (laughs) we do all of our own sound effects. 
Um, Shopping jelly. (laughs) Super high tech. Uh, He was accused of being an insatiable bloodsucker who gorged on goats, lamb, sheep, men, women, and children. Do you remember? Yeah, but I gorged on something else. (laughs) I remember there was like five years ago. Pause for a drink. Everybody on Twitter was calling you that. (laughs) What's a Twitter? Um, (laughs) 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 All right. So, Peter. Now, let's not forget. He was stretched. (laughs) Nobody can forget. (laughs) Clear as day. He confessed to killing and eating 14 children. Two pregnant women whose fetuses he ripped from their wombs. Sorry, this is graphic and gross. Warning, you can pause. Okay. He ripped the fetuses from their wombs and described them as dainty morsels. After being threatened, he said all of this after being threatened with more sure, torture. After wiping his blood-soaked face with a napkin. Keep going. I mean, I the last podcast on the left does, I think it's a it I think it's a one part episode up on um medieval torture. And it's just things I had never even heard about before that are just it's disgusting and terrible what they did to people. Yeah. Um uh it should come as no surprise to our Listeners that I have uh, studied and been to many medieval torture museums. I mean, the kind of things that they did are insane. Mm-hmm. You really have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because somebody could say, somebody could look at this quote, because this is a very detailed quote about what happens to him when he has the magic belt on. Sure. <laughs> um, but... When something like that is happening to they you, they will put metal in your urethra. You will say anything. Yeah. yeah, you will say anything oh to make Nowadays, it sound convincing. We talk about waterboarding, which is one of the worst things yes. you can do to a human being. Yes, they literally were putting metal in any orifice. And when I say any orifice, use your imagination. Yeah, it was awful. They would stretch your bones. The rag was not a fun thing. No, nope. I mean. And that was, honestly, I think why the rack is so famous. It's because people understand the torture aspect and it doesn't leave them with, sleep, with like, sleepless nights. The more engaged you become with medieval torture, you're like, what? Mm-hmm. They'll literally put screws up your nose. Yeah. It's insane. Well, Fuck and what does people. that say about those people as well? And we will Fuck say those people. people that they thought of this, that they thought, yeah. like, this will do it. Like, what yeah. kind of person? Some people's kids. Okay. <laughs> um, one of the 14 children Peter allegedly uh, killed was his son, who he confessed to eating his brain. He was also accused of having an incestual, incestuous relationship with his daughter, um, who was sentenced to die with him. No. So now both kids gone. Um, he also claimed to have sex. This is where things might get a little like maybe Peter is not all there. He claimed to have sex with a succubus who was sent to him by the devil. So he was having an affair with a woman in town, but he claimed that she was she a was succubus. A yeah. So um, he was condemned to death, as was his daughter, 
as was his mistress. Um, he was put on a wheel where his flesh was torn from his body. Jesus. In 10 places with red hot pincers, followed by his arms and legs. Gross. Then his limbs. Do you, do you want me to keep going? Yeah, you can. Okay. Then his limbs were broken with the blunt side of an axe head to prevent him from returning from the grave. Um, before he was beheaded and his body burned on a pyre. His daughter and mistress had already been flayed and strangled uh, and were burned alongside his body. As a warning sign against similar behavior, um, local authorities erected a pole from the torture wheel with the, the with the torture wheel and the figure of a wolf on it, and then at the very top they put uh, Peter Stubbs' severed head. That'll do it. So. So the. Uh, and they thought they were the good guys. I was going to say the punishment handed down from the crown. Obviously, uh, settled <laughs> the fourteen deaths that Peter. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it's it's really terrible. Listen, when your criminal justice system is uh, that that much more violent than uh, your civilian, um, mm-hmm. look into it. Task force. Yep. Just have a task force. Yep. It's it's. This is what happens when you spread rumors about people. Like, (laughs) (laughs) in the least, yes, that's what happens. (laughs) But this is how you can ruin someone's life. Never forget. Uh, But I mean, we don't know. I I, like I didn't I uh, didn't do enough research on Peter Stubb to know if he actually was a serial killer. So I can't speak to it. No, listen, but I actually don't even care because here's what I'll say. You a person obviously is fully able to commit crimes. When you are the crown or the government, you should hold your, you should hold yourself to a higher standard. Yeah. It doesn't mean if someone was disgusting 14 times over and killed people that you should kill them 14 times over in a disgusting way. It means that you should protect the society and the people at large in a way that makes sense. Yep. So like this idea of like vindication in a similar manner to the violence that you have observed. I don't know. I'm not here for it. No. And need to be better. That was beautifully put. And I couldn't agree with you more. Like it's just reading this and like, you know, I was doing all this werewolf research and Peter Stube. And if you know the lore, you know about Peter Stube, like he's actually pretty popular and, werewolf history um but i'd never really read about him and so i did like a little bit of research and it was like reading through this and what they put him through was very hard to read and the thing that really killed me was that this his poor daughter who i think was like 13 years old at the time um who had nothing to do with this Uh was also like she was flayed like that's horrible this poor girl, like that, like really, like killed me, and so it's just well, and also heart wrenching. Let me just say <clears throat> really quickly: when you do something like that to a human body, so when you flay someone or you fillet them or mm-hmm. you do something, uh, really egregious, it's not for them; they're dead. It doesn't take much; like one bullet yeah. will kill somebody. One bleed, like one slice I'm, I'm on my wrist right now when slice of your wrist will make you bleed out mm-hmm. you don't have to be this um 
presentational. So when you start to decide, like, it kind of like goes back to serial killer stuff. When you look at how presentational somebody is, it actually tells you way more about them. Yes. Right? Yes. And so it's like, why would you flay a little girl? Even right. if she did, and by the way, little girls cannot commit incest. That happens to them. Uh, even if all of this mm-hmm. stuff happened, that's for you. You have now presented exactly who you are in this girl. Yep. You have uh, engaged in mortification of the flesh. Mm-hmm. So You're I, get, I get no information about her. I only get information about the cruel society in which she lived. Yep. Yep. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. Well, the good news is that um, we don't torture people anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. We have learned from our mistakes. And we... Oh, the future is abundant and well. Yeah. Oh. So this is all happening. This is what's happening in Europe, um, which is par for the time. And the course, like, the, of course, these things are happening. Um, in Asia, however, similar to what we learn about Native Americans, um, they hold a much different um, reverential light to the werewolf. Um, so in Turkic folklore, which is Central Asia, Shamans offer, um, after performing long and arduous rites, would voluntarily be able to transform into the humanoid curtatum, literally meaning wolfman, or that literally means wolfman. Um, since the wolf was the totemic ancestral animal of the Turkic people, they would be respectful of any shaman who was in such form, which is also similar to um, um, shit. I can't, why am I blanking on the name? Jon Snow and family, the wolf people from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I never saw The it. North. I know. The Lannisters? Is that what it's I mean? not the Lannisters. I'm literally going to throw out Somebody's down. yelling right now yeah, into dude, their I thing. Don't know. I don't You know who I'm talking about. Listen to the person Stark, who's The Starks. Things. The Starks. I tried to read <laughs> book one, and God bless all of you who did. It mm-hmm. is one of the worst things I've ever read. <laughs> I stopped at page 100. Uh, I love the show. It took Have you me... read the book? No, I won't. Good <laughs> Lord of mercy. I begged it for mercy. They put me on the rack. They flayed me and I stopped. I heard listening to it on the book on tape is much better. Okay. But it but it seems from everything I've got. I mean, I can read. So, I, I know. Too, is it like I need a British voice to tell me? How yeah. Well, it it's just like yeah, because the reading. I mean, it reminds me very much of like the fir- like the the Book of Exodus, where oh. it's like so much begat this person and this begat yeah. this person. And it's oh like, yeah, there's so it's many just like names. there's, there's so, so many names. Where so much horseback riding. I need somebody to tell it to me. That's where I feel like the Lots book on tape. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Um, so. I'm going to leave it at that for right now. Okay. And we're going to come back and we're going to talk about medicine and remedies and where you can see werewolves today. And I'm going to go see one right now. An old friend of mine. It's uh, almost midnight. So, you know, that's the the werewolf hour. An old friend of ours is going to come back. Who? Who we've talked about before. Oh, my God. Somebody. Cryptozoology. Are we doing it? We're doing it. So come back again. We're going to do this. We're going to do some more, but we're going to leave it um, at this point right now. So uh, you've got a good solid background of what happened during medieval times. (laughs) The blue (laughs) night is amazing. Down, down, down. Red night's going down. That's it. That was it.
Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you so much for coming out to check out High Spirits. We love talking to you. We love hanging out with you. Um, we couldn't be happier that you joined us tonight. And yeah. I couldn't be happier that uh, Coors Light <laughs> is the one who pays my bills. Thank so you. Thank you, Coors Light, for uh, being like Jon Snow. Like... I know you're there and you taste good, but then I forget about you. Cold on a mountain. Cold on it. There we fucking cold on a mountain. Oh, I am available for all of your ad needs and jingles. Yeah. Leonski <laughs> Schmidt. Uh, I'm drinking Uno Malbec. There can be only one. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've talked tonight about uh, werewolves. So, um, you know. There, wolf. Yeah, very well. Check your doors, lock your doors, make sure you're not feeding feral animals. Uh, They could, in fact, be uh, terrifying. And next time, we're going to tell you how to not get bitten by a werewolf. Tips. How you become a werewolf. Tips. And how you stop being one. Tips. So you better listen up. I feel like it's a... Team Cosmo. <laughs> tips and tips. Uh, just the tip. How to avoid, how to contract, and how to get Sounds rid of like it. Sounds like what I read about it's sex. Just like- <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been such a thrill to hang out with you tonight. Noelle has one last awful thing to say to you. Sweet dreams.